1: Welcome to the Hero Academy podcast, the place where we can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes. I believe that frontline heroes such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those who have chosen to serve society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here you will learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their passion. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing. Things you can do to make extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you will learn from people like you who are working full-time, but still found time to create a course, grow a big team, or a large audience, or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories, and how they overcame burnout. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques, I'm your host, David Diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. Hello, my family and friends, and welcome to this episode of the Hero Academy. This is episode 18. If you are a frontline hero, police, fire, EMS, military, or medical professional, then you are in the right place, and this show is for you. This week, I'd like to introduce you to our guest, Nicole Coustier. She is an executive coach. Enjoy. Welcome, Nicole. Today, we have Nicole Coustier. I think I nailed it right.
0: You sure did
1: from Aurelian Coaching. She does executive coaching for people under stress. I think that applies to our audience. Tell those that don't know you a little short story about your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started out environmental health and infectious disease. And I worked for the government tracking disease outcomes and outbreaks in my local community And then I made a transfer to consulting, helping medical technology companies and doctors and hospitals incorporate new technology into their practices to streamline patient health. And I did a lot of patient advocacy work for many, many years. So I did that for 16 years. And then what happened is I had some personal shifts in my life. My husband at the time had passed away. I had a three-year-old at home, thank you, and I couldn't be traveling around the country anymore. I wanted to be home with my little girl and raise her, and so I made a shift into supporting those who support others. So a lot of my coaching has to do with how people who are working in very, very demanding industries make decisions how they Get what they want and get fulfillment in life when they are in service to others, and how to reconcile what they want and need relative to their responsibilities and obligations, either on the job or with the people that they're to help.
1: So, just going back to your government work, did you work on any top secret projects?
0: (laughs) No top secret projects, (laughs) but some pretty interesting stuff. You know, I got to see a lot of how decisions are made at the CDC and how data is collected and can be collected really, really quickly during an outbreak and how people are making very, very high-stakes decisions.
1: As you know, there's a lot of mistrust around the CDC right now.
0: There is, yeah.
1: Do you have trust in the organization?
0: I have trust people are doing their best.
1: I personally believe that most people have good in their hearts. That's what I personally believe.
0: I think so too. But again, these are folks who are in high profile, high consequence situations. And sometimes I know from being on the front lines, data that comes in, it's coming in fast and furious and it's imperfect. So you have to make High consequence decisions with imperfect data. And sometimes the data shifts and then the cascade has to shift as a result. So it can be really tricky, but those are the types of people that I support.
1: What made you want to become a coach in the first place?
0: You know, I was doing it naturally for so many years. So I was leading teams and running departments. And when my husband passed away, and I needed to do something else that didn't involve travel, it was the most natural thing to start a coaching firm. And a lot of the people that I had worked with previously over the years, I was still working with them. I was still working with them and I was still coaching them because we all know how to fulfill the duties and responsibilities of our positions. But sometimes it's the soft side where you need some support. And that type of support isn't necessarily really explicit. And so to be able to provide that to people is very, very rewarding.
1: Where are you from now? Are you on the East Coast, West Coast? Where are you?
0: I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I'm Uh. actually a native of this area. So a lot of the people that I support work in tertiary teaching hospitals and are in the tech space, but on the health Care delivery side of tech. So, you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence and a lot of that stuff is kind of creeping up. It's the intersection of life sciences and healthcare and tech. So it's a very exciting time.
1: It's very, very exciting. Very cool. Do you have any side projects that you're working on? Like, are you writing any books or anything?
0: Well, yes, there are always books that are perpetually being written, but there are also side projects. I'm homeschooling my daughter. That was something that I was doing before COVID and before the pandemic, but uh, taking really an immersive entrepreneurial approach to homeschooling and really being in service as a theme of the family and of the homeschooling curriculum that my husband and I
1: are creating. Let me ask you this. Is your daughter on the payroll?
0: (laughs) (laughs) She is. I I do pay her in uh, Skittles. (laughs) We're we're fine.
1: (laughs) So you're teaching her a little bit about what you do and like that's part of her learning?
0: It is. So I did get remarried. So my current husband is also runs his own business out of the home, but he has a product-based business and I have a service-based business. So it's really interesting to see the difference in those two business models. And so, yeah, she gets to benefit from seeing a little bit of both.
1: That's pretty cool that you guys yeah. both work from home. Who's on your hero list? Like who's some of your uh, personal heroes?
0: Yeah. Well, this goes back to early, early in my career, but the disease trackers. So people where there's an outbreak, the people who are trying to get to patient zero, who are in the field working extremely long hours to solve that mystery and unlock, you know, the keys to halting disease spread.
1: So Uh, I don't think we can avoid talking about covid (laughs) do you think it started in china you think it started in wuhan
0: i think it started in china
1: yeah do you think it started because of that lab that's like really really close to where the outbreak was
0: well yeah so the question for me is how intentional it was right and what was being developed prior to the release that's kind of the open question i don't think in my mind where it originated But, you know, why that was being developed and under what circumstances it was released, is those are the open questions.
1: And no one's going to believe the answer, whether it was a mistake or whether it was intentionally released.
0: It's going to be pure speculation for for a long time. Yeah.
1: If you could have your own Netflix special, would it be something like around outbreaks? Or would it be oh, something? Man.
0: Are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <be> so exciting. <laughs> And kind of when I was cutting my teeth on some of this stuff, I was just coming out of college and I got my first job, the state health department, and it was all like really exciting, sexy work. And at the time it was where there were a lot of movies around some of this stuff, like Outbreak and stuff. I mean, I was eating all that stuff up. And yeah, Netflix special, absolutely. That would be the topic. No
1: question. (laughs) And if money wasn't in the equation, what would you spend all your time doing?
0: I would really just focus on family. So homeschooling and building out that kind of piece of my life. So I would probably refocus all of my coaching on probably expanding it. So rather than the one-on-one clients or the group coaching, you know, how do we get support and emotional management tips and tricks and techniques out to a wider audience? That's probably what I would focus on.
1: How old is your daughter now and what grade is she in?
0: She's uh, eight years old and the Grades are a little bit tricky with homeschool because, you know, she could be fifth grade in one thing and third grade in another thing. And so, yeah, age-wise, she's third grade, but she's a little bit mixed up depending on the subject.
1: And where do you get your material from that you teach her? Like, do you go online
0: Yeah, there are some really good programs where you can tap into the resources that they've already bundled and developed. The way we do it is a little eclectic. (laughs) So we believe, my husband and I believe, that life is the lesson. And so rather than sitting down and doing a lot of work on paper, we are going through life and going through our businesses and our decisions through the framework of lessons.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So there's no such thing as, you know, we're sitting down for school all day. We're just living life. There are math lessons in there and there are English language arts lessons in there. And there's, you know, history and civics lessons in there. It's all in there. So whatever comes up and for my daughter, you know, we teach her to follow her nose. So, you know, whatever she happens to be interested in in the moment is what we, we just do a deep dive right then and there.
1: What's she currently interested in?
0: You know, she is loving anything space related. So with Richard Branson stuff, with Elon Musk's stuff, space travel and the concept that didn't exist when we were kids, right? <laughs> like traveling, that was fiction, right? I know. Now she's seeing it. And Elon Musk just created flight wings for his people that went up there and they're like dragon wings. And so uh, she's it's so cool. out on that stuff. And we're actually, this is kind of interesting. We're watching the Star Trek Voyager series which is stuff that I loved, but it's a beautiful example of female leadership and like what I call queen energy. It's very different than male leadership. But, you know, so there's just a lot of stuff. We take whatever content, whatever thing she's interested in and, you know, we're watching it and we pause. We pause and we talk about leadership development. We talk about, watch the interactors.
1: I watched every single Star Trek season and every episode, and I love them all. (laughs) I'm just going to wrap up with my last rapid fire questions. Sure. Uh, What's your definition of a hero?
0: A hero is somebody that has integrity. So somebody that does what must be done without being asked.
1: And when stress is at its highest and
0: you're at your lowest, how do you save yourself? How do you show yourself love? Just deep breathing. Deep breathing, meditation, because it has the biggest bang for your buck.
1: And when did you decide to offer coaching as your primary source of income?
0: Yeah, that was four years ago. So at the end of 2017 was when I pivoted to do this full time.
1: That's genius. I love it. What's your power today? What's your best ability, your strength?
0: Brainstorming, creativity, unfiltered, non judgmental brainstorming in order to come up and how to make decisions on things. You can't cut yourself off from your own creativity.
1: Mm, That's really good. And just for fun, if you had a comic superpower, what would it be and why?
0: Flying, flying. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is a question that my friends and I have sat around debating about since college. Definitely flying. I want to be up there.
1: Yeah, I think most people want to because uh, flying represents freedom. Yeah. Just be able to take off whenever you want.
0: Yeah. And go wherever you want. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Shoot shoot over to Hawaii real quick. <laughs>
0: yeah, no question.
1: <laughs> Nicole, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for the interview. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much, Dave, for having me.
1: And thank you for the work that you do.
0: Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.
1: All right. All right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview I've chosen for you guys because of their story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message. Hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at David Leith, the number one. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.